Hello and welcome to the Trading Success Podcast. I'm Alice Boyd and I'm joined by Kirk Neal, one of our superstar coaches. And today we're going to be talking about consumer behavior, behavior when it comes to choice. Love this. This is like my little pet thing. Yeah. Um, so building the right amount of choice into your offering yeah. because um, not enough choice is really bad. Too much choice is just as bad, if not worse. Yeah. So um, I guess... Where do we start? Let's start with um, not enough choice. Okay, so as a as a consumer, we have stacks of choice. You just go to the supermarket, just look at how many different types of milk there are. Really, is it that many different types of milk? It's just cows and milk. <laughs> yeah, how do you get that many different types of milk? Um, so everywhere we go, we're we're bombarded with d- different choices, which is great as a consumer. It means you have something that's unique. You can you have control over choosing what you like and what you don't like. And if we took all of those choices away, it'd be a pretty boring existence. Um, so when it comes to activating that inner driver within your, your consumer, if you're only providing one option or one solution for your customer, then you have a very limited amount of choice. It's like a yes or no. But if you start to bleed in you know, a few different options and you really start to unlock the, you give that control back to your customer right? and it's a far more natural buying experience because if you go to the supermarket and there was only one type of milk, you'd notice, you'd be like, that's weird. Where's all the other milk? Where's the other stuff? What am I missing out on? Yeah, exactly. So then if you're quoting a, a solution in a tr- trades business environment for a customer and the customer's like, Okay, cool. But what else is there? And where are they going to find that? Where are they going to find the what else? Yeah, they're going to go to one of your competitors. The competitors. And it's not the fact that they're not necessarily chasing the cheapest price. They're just trying to satisfy that inner driver that is that exists. Yeah. And so you would notice in a lot of different spaces if we took away that choice. And yet um, it's something that's so often missed. The see guys just always providing just one option, one price point. And... Um, and then also getting very defeated around having to compete against other contractors to win work. Well, because if you're providing one choice and your competitor is providing also one choice, what, what are they going to go with? The cheapest. So if you're the cheapest, you'll win. But if you're not the cheapest, which I mean, it's not always the best way to do business as being the lowest price product. But if those, if that's the choice, they'll of course they get the cheapest option. If you're offering the exact same thing. Yeah, or if the customer thinks it's the exact same thing, I think which yeah, is which is another blue, yeah. yeah the the big the big risk there is that if you can't articulate how you're different, then the customer's going to see it as the same thing. The only differentiating factor is the price tag, and then like, what logical human would pay more for something that they think is exactly the same? It's just it's just not going to happen. So, although people think there's a whole heap of customers out there chasing the cheapest price, really. They're chasing the best value and a lot of the time they just haven't been uh, it hasn't been explained well enough the differences in the products and the services to create a differential or justify any differential in price point yeah, absolutely i think that being able to for, for a customer to be able to shop around and very easily compare you know through a quote if things look exactly the same between you and your competitors and they can't understand the additional value that, that you're able to provide them because you haven't laid it out there super uh, clearly, then that 
it's an absolute no-brainer. It would almost be irresponsible in terms of the way that they spend their money to yeah. go for the more expensive price. Like, why would they? There's no motivation to do that. It's irresponsible if they've got a parlor or if there's more than one decision maker in that yeah. process. It looks ridiculous to go for the more expensive one. Like, why would... Such an important point, yeah. And, like, it is actually irresponsible to go with a more expensive option if you can't see that there's anything anything different in the product. And when you go, is there anything different in the product? Now you want to look at like, what is it that you deliver to your, to your customer? What is the outcome that you provide? And then ask yourself, of all the competitors out there, how close do we get to the same outcome? And a lot of the time, your competitors are going to be able to do the same thing that you do. If, if, if I'm a plumber and I replace toilets, then I can replace the toilet and get the toilet replaced and so can the next plumber. And the plumber after that, and the plumber after that. So if you don't help the client see the difference in how you do that, mm. it's not the outcome. Because if you start to compete on outcome, you're very limited because a lot of your competitors will get to a very similar outcome. Mm. So you need to look at starting to compete in the difference in journey and customer experience. So yeah, I'll get you to the same outcome as old mate, but you're going to experience this, this, and this along the way, which you're not going to get with them. And as humans, we preference experience over transaction. Yeah. yeah, people, you just need to look at like what people review. People review experiences. Mm. And you look at restaurants. Wow, I had a great time here. Mm. It's not like, wow, I came out of there and I was really full. Yeah. That's the outcome. Yeah, I've eaten a massive meal. I feel really full. They don't write that on the review. Yeah. They're like, I had a great time. This was amazing. I had great service. It was all the things that happened. And the outcome was... I was no longer hungry, yeah. but I could have been no longer hungry at any one of the restaurants. Yeah, got KFC. Got KFC. Yeah, <laughs> the, the outcome is exactly the same. I'm no longer hungry, but the experience and how I got to that outcome completely different. And that's what people preference. People, as humans, we preference that experience over the actual transaction of outcome. Exactly. But equally, you've got to um, balance how much choice you provide with the client because. If you provide too much choice, you end up making it difficult to do business with. It's overwhelming. Yeah, going in uh, to a, a transaction that maybe you're not completely certain on the best sort of outcome for you or the best product, the best service, because there's, you know, 12 different options. People really appreciate, I think, being guided by your expertise. If I need some electrical work done and I'm not a nutrition, or if I'm a if I need some plumbing work done, I wouldn't know the first thing about, say, unlocking a toilet. That's fine, but you know, the business owner is actually the expert in this space. So I do want to be guided without being given, I guess, yeah, 12 different options for something that, for me, that's really overwhelming because I don't have an understanding of the first thing about plumbing. I had this experience myself with um, we had a kitchen renovation done. Mm. We got a new kitchen put in. And um, initially, the the contract was, you know, very easy to deal with, you know, lots of great customer relationship building at the start and all of that. But when we got into the nitty gritty, I found it very difficult because they absolved themselves of being the expert and just gave me all the choice. So like, oh, what handles would you like? No, I think this handle suits this profile. Yeah. It's just like, here's 36 different handle types, pick which one you like. And I'm like... You're not an interior decorator. Yeah. And I'm like, which handle goes well with this sort of stuff? Can you give me what you think? 
can you narrow this down? Because there's 36. The last thing I want to do when I'm designing a kitchen that I'm going to have to live with for the next 20 years yeah. is make the wrong decision and go, I should have picked the other handles. So in that space, I found it really difficult because I was like, I had so much choice. And because there was so much choice, there were so many things to consider, which then made my time experience a lot longer. Yeah. yeah. And for people, there's no greater commodity than time. So if it's going to take me 90 minutes to sit down and look at 36 different handle types and come up with the thing that I think is right, that's 90 minutes of my time I'm not getting back ever, that I've invested into a process that could, in my mind, could have been a lot simpler. Could I, should I have been given some guidance and some structure around what they would recommend and still give me a little bit of choice, yeah. but something that I can make a decision in in three minutes as opposed to 90 minutes and then probably end up in the wrong space anyway. Exactly. Like you're not looking at, you know, cupboard door handles every day, day in, day out. So to be able to see three different you know, combinations that work really well based on this, this, and this, and maybe based on previous conversations that say the architect had with you or the designer had with you, they're picking up these little pieces about what actually interests you. Yeah. Like it's sort of a no brainer to trust someone that looks at that stuff all the time, every single day. Yeah. (laughs) And so I see occasionally guys go the other way there. And I feel that there's, um, there's an element of neglect in there because they've they've literally washed their hands and absolved themselves of professional responsibility. Yeah. They're no longer the expert. They're just like, here's everything you can pick from. Tell me what you like. So I don't not, know. How would I know what I like? <laughs> exactly. Well, what should I go with? Yeah. Help me not make the wrong decision here. Show your expertise. And, um, you know, I've, I've had mates come to me and just go, now, what is it with tradies? And like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I want to get this bathroom renovation done and I get them out. And then they go, well, what do you want? And you're like, well, I don't really know. What do you think? And they're like, well, we can do whatever you want. And there's this stalemate. It was like the contract is not at a level where they believe their own professional experience is warranted enough or valuable enough to guide the person. And yet the customer is so novice in this area that they don't want to make the wrong decision or, or do something that's um, you know, not going to be a great outcome long term that they hold back as well. So we end up in this like contractor gets super frustrated because they're like oh my client can't pick what they want mm. and the client's like i just need some help deciding what's going to work here yeah. and there's this mismatch there so sometimes too much choice can be equally as bad as having not enough choice it's about finding that balance and condensing it into the right outcomes and being able to get to those points really clear and understanding that i think the big thing here is when you provide choice just before you provide the amount of choice that you're going to provide us. Ask yourself, what is the time commitment that I'm expecting from my client in order to make the decision between the options that I've given them? Because time is very valuable for absolutely every person. And if it means that it takes longer, then that decision, you know, is becomes more valuable. And can you assist someone in doing that? Absolutely. If you can shorten that time, what you're really doing is shortening time for them to feel confused or overwhelmed um the frustration that comes from i want this done kind of now um no one likes to sit on these things all the time because they can a lot of time to doubt, doubt the decision that you've made yeah. and like yeah no one wants to feel like they've made an irresponsible decision and part of that is i made the wrong decision uh because i didn't really know from the start What's if i was doing the right thing yeah yeah or get to the end result and go i wish someone had told me this was going to look awful 
like these are professionals and they just let me choose whatever I wanted and I painted the walls pink and green and now I really regret that because it's hideous. Why didn't someone stop me? Exactly. I think that um, being able to back yourself and like back your expertise and your understanding and the experience you've had when it comes to providing different solutions to, you know, a range of customers, not, you know, person on street A doesn't want the same thing as street B and you've seen all of those different uh, options and outcomes, like back yourself there and understand that people intrinsically want choice because yeah, we're so used to it. Like this is what we do as consumers. We walk into the supermarket and we want to choose our favorite of the three chocolate brands or yeah, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, but having like, you know, 450 chocolate brands. Isn't, isn't a value to, to the customer. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's super unhelpful and just tell me what the best chocolate is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully guys that, uh, that sparks a few thoughts around how much choice you're providing with your clientele and, um, hopefully you're sitting in that, that Goldilocks zone. Yeah. The, the optimal window where you're providing enough choice without confusing and bomb or bombarding. And if you'd like help trying to build choice into the way in which you deliver your service, please reach out to us. This is exactly what we do with a number of our members. We help them provide lots of choice and the right amount of choice for their clients so that they can really empower their clients and, and get a great conversion rate and a great sell-through rate. So um, if you need any help, reach, us out, reach out to us. Uh, and thanks for joining us. We'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.